Welcome to Inside Abode. Here we are, another episode. Um, again, if you like the content, feel free to go back and listen to all of the other stuff. We have, I don't know, 50-some-odd some odd episodes. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. And just do a search for Inside Abode, A-B-B as in boy, O-D-E, and do a search and find us and hit add or subscribe. It actually costs you nothing. It is free. All this information costs you nothing. It just costs you time, which is actually time well spent. So we try to make it valuable for you. Today, again, I have some guests that have been on before. I have the Lane Duskin team from Guild Mortgage. Uh, hello, fellas. How you doing? Good. Great, thanks. Thanks for the invite. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, yeah, now you guys are like now regulars at this point. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're, you're our, our, our podcast OGs. So uh, introduce yourself real quickly. Who, you, who are you and what do you do? Chris Duskin with Guild Mortgage, branch manager for Guild Mortgage for the last 10 years, and uh, been uh, partnered up with George here for the last 12 years in different capacities. And so, yeah, spent a lot of our time trying to help people get into into homes. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm George Lane, also Guild Mortgage. Uh, Chris said we've been partnered up for the last 12 years. Um, we uh, have both been in the business for a long time. Chris, 95, me, 93. Most of it spent just right here in Pierce County. And uh, we love it here. Nice. Well, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. You guys are both uh, have a lot of experience and expertise. So today we are going to talk about VA loans. So tell us about VA loans. What are they? What can we look out for? Um, you know, we'll cover all those things. But what are some positives about VA loans? Yeah, we like to say, why are VA, lo- VA loans are so darn great? <laughs> there you so, go. So the, the number one positive thing about VA loans is 100% financing. So zero, zero down. Um, and that's a big deal for anyone in this market right now, particularly first-time home buyers where you may not have a whole lot of cash saved up. That zero down financing is, is terrific. The other thing that's great about VA loans, and I don't want to get too much into the weeds with this, but when you're putting a low down payment, typically with the other programs, you're going to have mortgage insurance which is an additional amount in your monthly payment. So let's say you were doing an FHA loan versus a VA loan, and it's $300,000. Well, you're, on that FHA loan, you're probably looking at mortgage insurance of about 200 bucks a month, oh, okay. where it's not there on VA. That translates to roughly $40,000 in purchase wow. price. Okay, so All it's right. a significant difference. Real quick, an FHA loan versus a VA loan. An right. FHA loan is... It, well, FHA and VA loans are both government loans, but an FHA loan is going to require at least a three three and a half percent down payment. Got it. Okay, so FHA is Federal Housing Administration. It's part of Housing and Urban Development, which is yep. a cabinet position in the in the administration. Mm-hmm. VA is also a cabinet position. So they're just these high level programs that are sponsored by the U.S. government to help people buy okay. homes. And VA loans it's strictly for veterans. Strictly for veterans. Well. Veterans, but we'll call active duty veterans. Anyone who's been in the military, active for at least nine months, or if in a combat zone for at least six months. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, that's. I'm glad we. I'm glad I asked that question because that's something that a lot of people may not know or um, may not be aware. Reserves. What's the time frame on reserves? Reserves is six years. If they went straight into the reserves. Oh, okay. So So even if you go straight into the reserves, let's say I'm a person, I'm in the reserves. And I'm in for six years. Then six years. I, I, then you're I eligible. Apply for yeah. a VA loan. Now, if you were if you serve five years in the in the military <laughs> and then we're in the reserves, your five years in the military, the regular military qualifies. Your your set. Okay. You okay. don't have to. You just don't need the reserve. Doesn't yeah. mean exactly. Got it. Okay. So FHA 
anyone qualifies for that. VA is strictly active duty or veterans. Oh, okay, good. So again, you've got no mortgage insurance, and as I said, having removing that mortgage insurance with a VA loan is a difference of about forty grand, and that's a big deal. Two hundred dollar mortgage insurance payment. It's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. So it makes a big, big difference in terms of what someone can qualify for. Yeah, I mean, when you think about even if it's like a fifteen or a thirty, do they do fifteen or thirty mm -hmm. for VAs? Yeah. Um, when you think about it in terms of two hundred times <laughs> twelve times fifteen, True. right? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, or thirty in some cases. Um, what are some common misconceptions about VA loans? Do you guys have any? Well, I think there's a, you know, conception out there that the appraisals are, are a lot more challenging. The, mm -hmm. the difference of FHA versus VA is there are specific VA appraisers that are allowed to do VA appraisals. So there's a more limited amount of appraisers that do them. Okay. Um, and they are their ultimate, um, not goal, but thing that they need to look for to protect the veteran. So they're going to be very, um, a little quicker to be conservative on value than perhaps a conventional appraisal. Okay. And, um, but I would say that's probably made up to be a bigger deal than it really needs to be, Dave. I mean, sometimes people are just like, oh, we're going to avoid VA because of the appraisal issues. In reality, we have very few appraisal issues with them. Okay. If it's a hard property to get comps comparable sales on, as, as a um, listing agent, you might want to take that into consideration when you're mm. when you're considering a VA offer. Got it. Just because if it is really challenging to get comparables, it might be a little trickier to get that VA appraisal to come in where you want it to come in at. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, One of the things, too, about VA appraisals, there were a couple of years ago where we had um, a lot of refinances going on. It was a heavy purchase market, and VA appraisals got backed up. I mean, seriously backed up, where we were... We even had one that took 60 days to get it done. Hmm. So th that turned into this stain on VA appraisals, right? right. That, that everyone was super concerned about them. Well, <clears throat> not long after that, VA changed how much they paid for appraisals. They upped it significantly. It was almost 300 bucks per appraisal. Oh, okay. That brought a lot more appraisers into the VA market. Right. So now we've got a whole bigger pool of appraisers who are willing to do VA appraisals. Okay. Um, so the turn times have, they're significantly improved. I, I think we're typically seeing two weeks, sometimes three weeks, huh. if the property's a little farther out. So that that is, but there was a, the idea of VA appraisals being tougher and taking longer was a real big issue for a while. Right, okay. So just not much of a, not much of a problem. Um, one of the other misconceptions too is um, how many VA loans can you have? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, a veteran can own multiple homes financed by VA. Okay. So let's say, as an example, um, we've got someone in active duty, and they are in, they're stationed in North Carolina, and they own a home out there, and they're moving out here to, to Fort Lewis, uh, JBLM, yeah. and they want to purchase here, but they don't want to sell that house. They want to rent it out. Got it. Maybe they're going to plan to ultimately live there long term. Mm-hmm. Um, they can still keep that loan, they can rent that house out in North Carolina, okay. and buy out here as an owner-occupied. Oh. There are restrictions in terms of total loan amount, but it's pretty robust out here. You can go up to seven, 726,150, I think, total wow. financing on a, on a VA loan right now. Um, so if that house in North Carolina is 250,000, you have approximately 475,000 worth of 
right. eligible financing out here. Is that so. does that number is that number capped for a certain time or does it does it adjust based on the home prices in whatever areas they're in? Because I know it's different in different counties um, that cap number, but I wonder if it goes up or down or fluctuates based on whatever the market's doing. Because like let's say that seven hundred might buy you two in now, but it, who knows what it buys you in ten years? Right. You know. Um, I don't know. Do they? I'm sure they look. They look at that. Maybe. Home loan limits have been going up steadily for what the last seven years. Yeah, pretty much, as well. pretty much every single year, okay. going up about five to six percent. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah. Well, so that they answers that. They keep popping up. <laughs> yeah, that answers that. Um, and do they? Do they? So like, what if I wanted to buy in the same county? What if I was a, a veteran, or I was, you know, I have a home right now, three hundred fifty thousand dollars, VA loan, and I wanted to buy down the street. Is that doable? Like, if I'm just trying to buy from a investing that becomes a little more challenging. Yeah. Our our biggest thing there, it's allowed as long as we can prove the intention of the occupancy. Okay. So, you know, if you if you have a home here and you're buying one down the street, there's a good chance that you're going to have one of those as an investment property. So we want to make sure that the one that they're in right now was bought with the intention of being a primary residence when they went into that. Right. And then if it's a year more later, if they want to convert that into a rental property and then buy another home primary residence with Mm -hmm. VA, that's okay, but sometimes that's a hard thing to prove, especially if it's similar value. Now, if you're moving out of a $200,000 home and buying a $500,000 home, that makes a little more sense to Mm -hmm. an underwriter that is likely that, yes, that's just an upgrade in that primary residence. Okay. And then we still need to make sure there's enough entitlement in that VA eligibility to um, to lend that much, okay. they may have to put some money down. But. No, that's good information because I know that people may have that question. I was thinking, yeah, was or thinking if about. you're going down in value, are you downsizing? Mm-hmm. Have you, all your kids now left, and you don't need this big house anymore, so you're buying buying down in value. But if you are family situation is exactly the same, and you're going from five hundred thousand down to three hundred thousand, the owner is going to say, "Why would you do that?" Right. Yeah. So, so there are going to be like some questions based mm-hmm. on uh, the situation, and um, you're not just going to be able to arbitrarily just right. go off and do whatever you want, right. kind of type thing. Yeah. I don't know, because every you know, I'm just trying to think in terms of what questions would people ask, or you know, taking advantage. How can how can one take advantage without taking advantage? Right. You know, if you know right. what I mean. Yeah. And and the VA, they're really they're really good again about protecting the the veteran. The military mm-hmm. service people. So if it makes sense, then, then they want to help them out. Right, right. right. So it, it has to pass a sniff test. Okay. Like George said, you could be downsizing, but, you know, if you are if you just had your third child recently and you're <laughs> downsizing the size of the home, that's not making sense. Right. But if you're a little later in life and we can do an explanation letter, stay in our last kid just went out to college, we no longer need these this four- or five-bedroom home. We want to go to a two-bedroom home, you know, and they're in their 60s now. Then, yeah, that makes sense all day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, are there any other so any other misconceptions that you guys know about for VA loans? Uh, I don't know. I know from from a from an agent standpoint, you know, like there there might be situations where there are a multitude of offers, um, especially in a competitive market. Have you guys seen any VA loans like have a tougher time getting offers accepted? And is there are there any factors that are improved? I guess or are there any factors of the VA loan that have helped it become more widely accepted to be something that people don't need to be afraid of? You know what I mean? 
seems yeah. like people are free. Well, I mean, I think we'd be lying if we said, you know, we haven't seen where a VA offer wasn't accepted over a conventional offer when everything else was equal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of it's those misconceptions we talked about, right. time frames, right. the appraisal concerns. If you're a seller and you have, you know, two offers on the table and one's conventional with 30% down and one's VA zero down, and you know some of those potential concerns with appraisal, what do you pick, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think VA would want to hear that, but in reality, I think that sometimes uh, when there's multiple offers, I do think sellers take some of that into consideration. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it's and at the end of the day, it's up to them. They can That's right. choose whatever they want. Um, and I know that. So can so let's say that is a situation. Can someone say they have a VA loan um, and they're up against a conventional, can they opt to then put more down? Because let's say you said 30%. I know as a seller, I'm going like, oh, they got 30% down on that? Yeah, I mean, they got cash. I can. I know that that's a qualified person because they're sitting here telling me they're paying right. almost a lot of their loan off already um, or they're putting it down on the loan. Is there Are there situations where people with VA loans can put money down? Sure. To they, strengthen can always, their... they can always put more down, absolutely. Okay. We've seen, you know, uh, last spring when things got real competitive, we did see a couple of VA buyers that wrote in the contract. They had the means to put money down. They had the means to go conventional. And if okay. there was a lower appraisal on a VA appraisal, that they would be willing to convert to a conventional loan. Okay. It's just they want to go VA because right. it's the best loan for them. They got yeah. a better payment and better interest rate on it. Yeah. And um, doesn't mean that's what they have to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and just because VA is 100% financing, they can put down as much as they want, 10, okay. 20, 50% down if they if they wanted to, right. and still still do their VA loan. That's cool. That's I mean I think it's a great a great program. Uh, I mean I want to I would like to you know um, encourage people to use it, um, but if it's at the expense you know, but sometimes it might be at the expense of potentially winning and winning an offer. And so I want to or winning a. <clears throat> submitting an offer and winning winning in that whole deal but um, I'll tell you one other thing that's know. interesting about VA loans uh, Dave compared to conventional and FHA they have the lowest default rate mm. of all the programs out there have historically and still do now mm. so there you go VA loans the, the veterans pay yeah <laughs> veterans pay they pay they pay that's good that's a good one that's a really good good point right there um so what makes a difference between like so the officers that we're using as far as like VA? So who 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 offers the VA loan? Where should people go to get a VA loan? Um, all of those types of things. Like yeah, the, well, I'm a buyer. Where do I start? Like, what do I do? The 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 first thing I would do, um, and I would say this to anyone, is make sure you're working with an experienced loan officer, someone who's done VA loans. Um, VA loans are terrific, but there are some quirks to them as through the lending process, and you want to you want to work with someone who's been through it before, <laughs> right. so they know they know how to how to work through it. Um, the second piece is you want to work with a direct lender, okay? Okay. So direct lender guild mortgage is a direct lender. What that means is we follow the VA guidelines directly. Okay. Um, as opposed to a lender that's not direct, where they're going to an investor and they're subject to that investor's guidelines, which mm. may have additional conditions above what VA baseline is. Okay. An example of that would be a debt-to-income ratio. So VA doesn't technically have a debt-to-income ratio limit. Oh, okay. okay. So we've had debt ratios approved up to 66% on the back end. 
don't panic. I'll explain <laughs> why we would do something like that. But but you you know VA has the ability to go up pretty high, and there are some lenders that will cap that at fifty percent or even some at forty five percent. Okay, so. One of my very favorite examples, Chris has heard the story a bunch of times. We had a client um, come to us through a realtor who said, hey, we had we were in contract and our lender just told us they're not approved anymore. Hmm. And I said, oh, what's the story? And they said, well, the big issue is debt ratio. Their debt ratio is over 50%. So he explained to me a little bit of the details about it. And I said, okay, I think we can do that. Mm-hmm. And he said, are you sure? I don't want to put them through the ringer. And I'm, I'm pretty darn sure. Let's let's put this together. So we got our application together, got it approved. Everything was was good. Well, the... The trick of this, this guy had a 56% debt ratio. Okay. But he had a home currently that he didn't want to sell because he had four kids. Uh, <laughs> he didn't want to have to move out of that and move somewhere temporarily before running this. So he didn't want to sell this house and buy this. So we were hitting him for both payments. Mm. The other thing that was significant about this is he was in school as well. So he's active duty military, but he's also going to school. So his hours are off a little mm. bit. So his income was slightly lower than, than what it would be. But the topper at all this, he was putting $100,000 down on the purchase. Oh, wow. Okay? This deal just made sense all day long. Right. And VA allowed it. We had no problem with it. We got the approval, closed it, no no problem. Um, but that other lender had that overlay. They mm. had that extra condition for, for debt ratio. Mm. And just to top this all off, he sold his current home before he ever made his first payment. So, I mean... <laughs> The deal just made sense all the way along. That's where VA has some really cool flexibility to it that can help out the veteran when they've got a situation that, hey, I I don't want to sell this place yet. It's going to be a huge inconvenience for all of us. Right. So. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think, um, you know, you don't want to punish people for for doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. I guess. So when you're that direct lender and you can follow VA guidelines directly, it's a huge benefit to the, Hmm. the veteran. Okay. Yeah, and I just say that, David, you know, your clients, they need to know that not all VA lenders are the same, right? So mm-hmm. if they've been turned down or they're not getting as high of approval amount on their VA loan as they would like, you know, send them to us, let, them, let us talk to them because there yeah. are a lot of times where we can get them that extra twenty or 30000 approval amount okay. or maybe get them approved when another VA lender wasn't. So sometimes people hear the word VA and they assume that, all VA underwriters are the exact same, and right. that's not the case. So okay. there's times we'll talk to them and say, yeah, you're right. That you know What the first lender said was correct, we would have the same answer. But there are times we look at it and say, you know what, if we tweak this or this, we can get you that extra amount that you need. Okay. Well, that's, that's good information, I think. Um, is there anything else about VA loans that you guys want to share with potential, potential folks or people that are listening that want to know more about VA loans? I think that's the, the biggest thing. I mean, obviously... Um, we're talking about people who are sacrificing right. every day and year in and year out for, for this country. So it's kind of nice to be able to do something just to give back and help them out yeah. when they're, uh, when they're putting their, literally putting their lives on the line. I like to say they're writing a blank check to the, right. to, to the country mm-hmm. with their, right. their name. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty, pretty big deal and a big yeah. sacrifice. So definitely love all our vets and all our military folks. Um, Thank you for your service out there. Yeah, precisely. And uh, anyone else who is serving as well, you know, teachers, edu- uh, firefighters, policemen, like, like mm-hmm. that's just we we have a lot a lot to say about people that are in the service services, but I mean, they they really are what make our world go or right. make our country go. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. And Thanks, uh, Dave. again, ladies and gentlemen, if you like more of this content, uh, you can subscribe. 
Inside Abode, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever else you can find podcasts. Uh, hit subscribe, and we drop every week. And I think that's it. Thank you guys for coming on. You're welcome. Thank Thanks you for having us. Appreciate it.